Hey, everybody, get ready for an informative episode from Parents' Rights in Education. I'm Suzanne Gallagher, and I'm looking forward to our time together. We stand and defend the fundamental rights of all parents to raise their children and firmly believe children belong to their families, not the state, not the teachers, the teachers' union, or any other bureaucrat. I invite you to visit our website, parentsrightsined.org. Sign up to receive our news alerts. Like our Facebook page. Join or form a Parents' Rights and Education affiliate chapter. Making your voice heard is always easier with others. Just grab a couple friends and you're there. We will help with training, information, branding, and contact referrals. Let's start a Facebook group for you. Submit the chapter inquiry form on our website, parentsrightsined.org. Hey everybody, it's Suzanne Gallagher, and it's so great to be back with you. I have missed our podcast, but gosh, I thought you needed a break, and I sure did too. Had a wonderful Christmas with our family, my husband, and our three children, their spouses, and our eight grandchildren. Uh, What a blessing they are. So now we're back at it, and we have some exciting strategies that we would like to introduce to you that we are going to be implementing in the six states where we have chapters, as well as the one that I live in, Oregon. Um, This is a great time to make some changes in your school district. What's coming up? School board elections. School board elections, they're the most important offices in your state. We are hearing from citizens that they want to do something. Well, this is it. The time is right to win school board elections. Parents are fired up and they're ready to work. They're finally understanding that this fight is political. There's nothing we can do about it. That's the way it is. But actually, it's a good thing because we have an opportunity to elect our representatives to the school board. Oregon Parents' Rights in Education now has a political action committee. We can endorse candidates and raise money for their races. You don't have to have a political action committee to do this. You can endorse candidates, no worries. You can, you can do that till the cows come home. But when you raise money as an organization to support candidates, then you do need to make sure that you have a political action committee. Very, very easy to do. Contact your uh, Secretary of State's office and make that application. And contact us if you need help with any of this. January 2020 is the beginning of an election cycle that could change public schools dramatically. Is this the year you will take your school board back? I sure hope so. Parents are intimidated and frustrated with their elected representatives on the school board. They testify at public meetings and attend work sessions only to be told Schools must comply with state standards. Herein lies the problem, folks. 
Who then represents parents' concerns? Who protects children from controversial curriculums? School board members legally have control over school policies, although they are often reminded at association meetings, they have the power to create and change policy. They rarely do so. Superintendents often encourage members to comply with requests from the State Department of Education. Why? So they can look good. But wait, aren't superintendents hired by the school board? Don't they work for the district? Hmm. And what about standards? and curriculum. School boards have the power to not only reject the curriculums, but they can reject the standards. Curriculum seems to be the greatest challenge as the Department of Education supplies local schools with tempting tools to ease their responsibilities. Their perceived responsibilities, by the way. And who wants to wade through stacks of curriculum pages? It's just easier to rubber stamp the suggestions and recommendations from the state agency. For example, the Oregon Department of Education published a list of standards for K-12 health instruction and curriculum options to implement those standards. With the recommendation, school boards accept these standards and curriculums as policy. Some superintendents even tell their boards that they are policy boards only and do not have responsibility to review curriculum. We believe this is wrong. Curriculum is the heart of a school. Any curriculum that is used in a school does bear with it the responsibility of truth. It also bears the responsibility of misleading students into behaviors that may be dangerous or destructive to their uh, health and their futures. School board members individually can be sued and they should be held responsible to review curriculums and take responsibility for the, the effect and the influence that those curriculums have on their futures. School board members can submit resolutions to change policy. They do not have to wait for the superintendent to suggest policy additions, revisions, or removal. After all, the school board directors are elected and they are your representatives. Superintendents are hired by the school board who represent the citizens in the district, you. Parents can engage in the process by supporting the change they want, supporting their school board members with testimony, and running for school board positions themselves. If you don't have a school board member who supports you, you do have the power to submit a resolution to change policy yourself as a citizen. The best strategy is to elect representatives, of course, who are of like mind to school board positions. School board elections are coming up this spring, and election dates vary from state to state, but director seats are up for election in every district. 
when you have a majority on your board, your role is much easier. It really comes down to that. We must secure a majority on every school board in the country. Have you ever attended your local school board meeting? My first thought was, who are these people? And how did they get here? That was a while ago when I had those thoughts. Now I know exactly who they are and how they got there. It can be difficult, though, to know who to vote for when there is little information available in a nonpartisan political race. You know how that goes. You get your uh, voter's uh, guide, take a look at who's on the ballot, and then once you get to the, to the voting uh, place or you get that ballot in the mail, whichever, whichever is taking place in your state, and you look over that list and you think, oh my gosh, I don't even know who these people are. I don't know what they stand for, and today I have to vote. Well, we want to help you with that process. We want to help the voters know who it is that is represented on their ballot so they can make a better decision. More on that later. It can be difficult to know who to vote for when there is little information available in a nonpartisan political race. Groups like the National Education Association and Planned Parenthood make it their business to elect people to these positions. They provide campaign funding and resources. Parents' Rights in Education is committed to stopping the blatant takeover of our local schools by supporting candidates who will honor parents' rights. You want to do this? Well, it's time to recruit candidates. Right now, in the, in the month of January, it's time to begin recruiting candidates for school board races in 2021. Step one, go to the Secretary of State's website and search school board elections. You are looking for the filing dates, registration forms, and deadline to file. There's always a deadline, and if you're, if you're past the deadline, you're out of luck. So make sure you do not miss that deadline. And also, make a note of the election date, too. So, for example, in Oregon, the election is May 18th. Filing deadline is March 18th. Step number two, then go to your school district website and search the school board director information to determine who is up for re-election this year. Some districts have geographical zones which the directors represent. That's very important to know because you will want to recruit people who live in that zone. Step number three, Recruit candidates. They must file with the Secretary of State's office by the published deadline. That's it. It's so simple. Step one, do your research. Go to the Secretary of State's website and make a note of filing deadline. Then step number two, go to your school district website and search the school board director information. And step number three, recruit candidates. And then help them to file. 
Get people together. Get their friends together to support them so that they know they have people behind them when they run for office. We will publish information on our Facebook groups and pages. Start an affiliate pre-chapter in your state if you don't already have one so that you can be a part of this. We are partnering with an election training organization so we can provide online training for our candidates. In addition, Parents' Rights and Education will assist with messaging and other campaign strategies. Contact us. Fill out our Join Us form on the pre-website. We will connect you with like-minded parents and school board members in your area. So together, we can make a difference and defend parents' rights. Thanks for joining me today. Be sure to subscribe to our future podcasts. Go on our website and click on the podcast icon. Do you know any parent who don't have time to read? This is the perfect solution. Perfect thing to do when you join our organization is to present the proclamation to your local school board. We make things easy for you at Parents' Rights in Education, and we'd love to have you join us. Please fill out the form on our website called Join Us. Hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.